Hello, welcome back to the Diamonds Are Rough podcast. I'm John DeAngelis, joined by Mike Green. Today, we got an interesting one. So, as you know, Seahawks had a big upset over the Broncos, and Mike here is a Seahawks fan. And, you know, I saw some group chats that I was in, not understanding why Wilson was getting booed and all that stuff, and not understanding the implications of the game. And me being friends with Mike, I had an idea of what it meant. And you were extremely excited that they pulled off the upset. So I thought it'd be a great idea to just let you go off. So you say what you want to say to the people. I'll be here. Maybe I'll input. Maybe I won't. But I know you're prepared. You got notes. You got screenshots. I'm sure you're ready for stuff. So I'm ready. Just take the floor. All right. Well, I'm Mike Green, like John said. I was on a previous podcast. So let's get into it. Um, so everyone's going off about how, like, oh, okay, why is Russell Wilson being booed? He he's the reason they won a championship, which is which is already false because it was a team effort. We had the Legion of Boom. So everyone's making him out to be like the only person that made us relevant. But again, Pete Carroll put together the Legion of Boom in 2012 when he came into the league. So that's a whole nother thing. I'll get into that. But so basically, I'm just going to get into this. So let's get going. So 2014, it's the Super Bowl. Okay, it's the Patriots against the Seahawks. And, you know, we all know what happened. I'm not going to talk about what happened, but um, this is what this is. (laughs) This is what started the backlash. Okay, Um, people within the organizations, players and coaches thought that Russell Wilson made the decision to audible out of a a first and goal run to Marshawn Lynch on the goal line. So they think that he made the audible, um, which obviously ended in an interception and, you know, everything crumbling after that. Um, And this is when the team really started to think, okay, maybe we should keep our options open at quarterback for the future because this guy has an ego problem already. But obviously that never happened because he stayed uh, uh, for a very long time, 10, 11 years um, so that was like the big first thing. Okay. And that's what really created the divide between the players and the 2013 group. Cause the players can't stand them. Uh, Doug Baldwin, Marshawn Lynch, uh, obviously Richard Sherman, Cam Chancellor and Earl Thomas. They don't mess with him. Uh, they don't like him. They thought he received, uh, unfair, like he it received unfair privilege, like treatment. You know what I mean? Like just unfair perks and thought that Pete was always too easy on him. Um, and, Russell Wilson is about Russell Wilson. He's not about the team. He's about Russell Wilson. And that's what really rubs a lot of his teammates the wrong way. And that's why a lot of his teammates don't like him. Um, so let's, let's go five years after that, okay? 2019, the Seahawks re-signed Russell Wilson to a big four-year, $140 million deal. We thought, okay, he's here till 2023. We're good. Um, and the season got off to a great start. Russ was cooking, uh, he, but then he started to struggle halfway through the season. He threw multiple interceptions. He took multiple sacks instead of throwing the ball away or taking the easy run because he wants the MVP votes. He wants the big throw. He Instead of taking the smart play, which would have been to just run or go out of bounds or just throw it away. Um, this, is, this is what really prompted a lot of the people in the organization to re-question what they questioned after the interception throw in the Super Bowl, where they're like, here we go again. He's trying to be the star and the MVP instead of the Seahawks trying to win the division. It's a very, it was a very hard division at, at the time. Every game mattered. 
Um, and it all came to fruition in the week 10 of that year, which was 20, uh, 2019. Uh, they played the Rams and they lost in a big game. They were trailing by a touchdown. Russ scrambled to his right, had a massive uh, empty turf in front of him. So he could have run it. He could have ran it, uh, made an easy, quick throw, short pass. It wouldn't again. It's not the big play, but it's the smart play. Not everything has to be a big play. A, a 10 yard short pass. That could be a, that's a good play. So. He had all that turf in front of him, and instead of taking the rushing yards like Lamar Jackson or Josh Allen would do, he threw it deep uh, into double coverage, and it was picked off. Uh, so Brady Henderson of ESPN Seattle uh, has a source in the organization that's remembered uh, somebody telling him, what the hell was he thinking? Uh, are you trying to win the championship for your team, or are you trying to win MVP? So the front office at this point is like, what are we doing here? We are in a battle for, in the, first of all, the hardest division in the league at the time. We, again, are trying to come back from what happened after 2014. Because, again, that's still haunting everybody uh, five years later. And you're finally in a position to be one of the top seeds in the NFL again. And here we go, Russell Wilson trying to take over, just trying to take advantage of the situation, get all the MVP, uh, you know, all the MVP, just – better points in that uh, scenario and should just not make the smart place. So let's get to the, uh, so then what happened was Pete Carroll said enough is enough. We have to do a little more balanced, a more balanced game plan. A lot of what you're going to see on Twitter and all this is let's Russ cook. Let's Russ cook. They were letting Russ cook. Then they started losing with that strategy. Russell Wilson looked terrible after about three or four games with that strategy. So, it's not like Pete told Russell, hey, you can't throw. He didn't say that. He just told Russell, hey, we want to get more balanced game plan. We need to get Chris Carson more involved. We need to get Rashad Penny more involved uh, because we need to balance the we need to balance the whole offense more because we can't pass every time and throw these awful picks. So he did let Russ cook. And now he just he had to adjust. Every good coach adjusts halfway through the season. Uh, they won four games to end the season with this strategy. They won the NFC West with this strategy. Then it all came crashing down in that awful playoff game against the Rams uh, where Russ threw a pick six. That might have been DK Metcalf's fault, but still he rushed and threw a pick six for no, for really no reason. He took five sacks, and this was when Pete really became unhappy with Russ, Russ's willingness to just take sacks. Um, and But, you know, Russ, he just made it all about him. It, it just that whole thing you're, you're following <laughs> yes i i'm i'm following i'm following okay. so that was the playoff game in 2020 um when russ took the sack and all that and they got killed by the rams that day so pete and russ pete was just like oh here we go again he's doing it but you know what we're good so they had a meeting in the off season where Russ and Pete like got together and they're like, okay, we need to make a change at OC offensive coordinator um, because they both felt like the play calling he was doing was not quick enough. They wanted a more quick offense and a high, a high tempo offense. Um, so they fired the offensive coordinator and they hired Russ, his new coordinator. And Russ had a lot of input on this decision. It wasn't like Pete Carroll went to Russ and was like, yo, you're not, I'm not listening to you. It was a 50 50 decision between Russ and Pete Carroll um, and they brought in Shane Waldron from the L.A. Rams, um, who's known. Obviously, they're known for a high tempo offense, very quick and adaptive to new play styles. Um, so 
we thought they thought so Pete Carroll and GM of the Seahawks giant John Schneider thought that everything was good because they're like okay we kind of mended fences because we gave him the OC he wants you know we're still backing him we have our we have our worries but we're backing him um and then it just all came it just started it just drama 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 um because Russ started putting things out he started leaking things out um he wanted less Russ started uh, leaking to his agent, Mark Rogers, uh, that he wants less running happening, which, again, we addressed that that needed to be more balanced because they were really struggling with the whole, you know, all only throwing thing. Mm -hmm. So um, he wanted less running. And then they this is what really was a huge problem. He leaked that the O-line sucked. He was like, my O-line, like the uh, he told his agent the O-line sucks. So the agent goes to the leaks it to the press. The O-line sucks and you're and really rolled a lot of people the wrong way was when he the agent said your O-line and your offensive schemes are holding back Russell Wilson from being what he wants to be, which is a top five player of all time. And that just showed mm. you right there that he's putting Russell Wilson over the team. Yeah, he only cares about the MVP award and the top five. He wants to be one of the top five greatest players of all time. Tom Brady in New England would take pay cuts. He wasn't always, you know, he wasn't making it all about him and he won six Super Bowls or sorry, six in New England, seven in Tampa Bay. I'm oh, sorry, one, one, in, one, in Tampa one in Tampa Bay, Bay so seven. <laughs> but um, how did he win those, John? He won those by Team. having a great, you know, by, you know, you know how he they won get, those. He he made, along with being great, he made sacrifices. He chose Thank to you. take less money for the team, even though that money was usually doled out in defense, not necessarily weapons for him or anything that benefited him, maybe protection, um, but rarely was it ever doled out to be a skill player. Um, but and not once in that tenure did you hear Tom Brady leak something like the Patriots are with are holding me back from being one of the greatest players of all time. If you want to be one of the goats, you got to win championships. You know what I mean? And with Russ, it's like, well, how are you going to win championship, Russ, if you're not making the team decisions which would get us to the Super Bowl? Instead, you're just doing your old. I'm a, I'm Russell Wilson. I'm a star. Okay. It, it just, mm -hmm. that whole thing, it just doesn't work. Um, so the old line found out Dwayne Brown is a huge, was a huge part of the team. Dwayne Brown, it was a, at the time in 2020 was a very popular center. Okay. He was a very good center. Now, obviously he's not, but he was a big guy for us and he was our captain of the old line. And he found out about this and he was pissed. And all the old linemen were pissed because we're out here. They're out here at least trying their best. Like, you know, and then you have uh, once after their games, they barely can walk for three days because they're protecting their quarterback uh, in, in game. Um, so they obviously that's going to rub the whole line terribly. So this blindsided Carol and Schneider because they thought, OK, we thought we had it all done. We thought we were good. But this drama queen, here we go again. And now he's calling out his own players. And now the players are starting to see why the 2013 players don't mess with him. And now they're like, oh, we have a real problem because now you're turning the players against the quarterback. Uh, but they, Pete and Schneider, again, they tried. They're like, you know what? We still have a top 10 quarterback. We have to try to keep him as much as possible. Cause again, he's a top 10 at the time. He's a top 10 quarterback. <laughs> uh, Carol was at, uh, so Henderson goes on to talk about how Carol was adamant that he wanted Russ to stay. Uh, he made that known to all Seattle sources, uh, within the organization. Everyone, if you talk to anybody, they'll say Pete Carroll was fighting until the end. Um, he has always backed Russ. Uh, despite past Seahawks players not liking Russ. So he, Pete really went into last season thinking, okay, 
I have to manage the drama, but I also have to managing manage his declining mobility. But I'm Pete Carroll. I have one of the best defense of all time. I made it to two Super Bowls. I can do this. That's what he was thinking. Um, so they go out and trade for an alignment, Gabe Jackson. Okay. This was another this was another compromise, and it was a much-needed move because, again, the O-line, was it great? No. But was it as bad as what Russ is saying? No. It was average. And so Gabe Jackson comes in, which was – I thought, okay. All Seahawks fans are like, okay. They're listening to Russ. They're giving him the O-line he wants. Okay. Uh, not so fast because then Adam Schefter started reporting that Russ was seeking other options as early as November into that season. So – even with Gabe Jackson coming in, even with the new OC, even with Pete Carroll trying to manage the drama and trying to, you know, a- appeal to Russ with a new offense, because, again, Shane Waldron's a whole new offense. He's a high tempo, um, which was what Russ wanted. He's in November, according to Schefter, he's in November of the season. Uh, after he got hurt, he's seeking out other options while the season's still going. So you now you I hope now you're kind of seeing why Seahawks fans are booing this guy. This guy quit on the season halfway into last season because his mind was seeking other options. Okay. Why would we not boo this guy? I, I, I get it. He gave us a Super Bowl, but the Legion of Boom gave us a Super Bowl too. It's not just Russ. So, um, so that happened. Let's see here. So basically Russell Wilson and all of his interviews is like, I want to be a Seahawk for life. I love it here. I love all my players. I love the coach, um, but behind the scenes, he's doing the exact opposite. He's trying to out everything, have his have his uh, agent be the punching bag. The agent's dropping and leaking everything. Um, it got so bad that Roger, the, his agent Rogers, got into a very uh, where am I a blow up with the GM John Schneider because John Schneider was like, "I am not trading this guy to anybody in the NFC." because we are not about to go up against Russell Wilson in the NFC. That is just not fair. So, again, Russell Wilson is fake. He's fake. That is a big reason why the Seahawks fans don't are not going to give him a bunch of cheers. Uh, we're not going to give him a bunch of cheers Monday night. He's fake. He wants you to see him as the good guy, as the, uh, you know, as the, just the, oh, the Seahawk for life, and just it's all about him. And But he doesn't want you to know his real feelings, which was, which we all knew when all the reporters were leaking everything. And he's the one that's doing all the drama behind the scenes. Um, let's see. So, yeah. So again, being fake, lying in interviews, having the fans thinking he wants to be here for life. That's why we were all blindsided when the trade happened, because he is literally lying in his interviews, telling everything. And he's like, it's not like just a normal lie. It's like, you're going out of your way now. Like he's saying things like, well, I want to be here for 10 more years. I want to retire as a Seahawk. I want to uh, be the uh, one of the players that only, you know, played for the Seahawks ever. It, it, like, he's going out of his way now at this point to just, you know, ap- make up lies to appeal to the crowd. Um, and so the season ends. We had an awful season. Russ really never was able to give Shane Waldron's new offense a chance because, one, he got injured, and, two, he was in, in you know, in November. He was seeking out other options. His mind was over the whole situation. So even when Pete tried to give him a new chance at a new offense, he didn't even give that a chance because again, he was so adamant about wanting out and um, you know, Shane Waldron comes in here and you see the game plan this past Monday night. I've never seen a Seahawks offense run like that. We were high tempo. We had some, I was, 
Monday night, some of the plays I saw from Waldron, I mean, this is what we've wanted for a while. And it just really is maddening to see Waldron do this brand new offense. And Russ didn't even give it a chance last season. And, you know, it got so bad. Pete was like, all right, I'm done. Pete Carroll tried everything to keep Russ here happy. And Pete Carroll had enough. He, at that, at, you know, again, he went, he's, he was fighting till the end. But when the player is causing drama to the point where you're, you're losing and now it's not worth it. And this guy wants 50 million a year in a year. And he's already, you know, caused all this uh, drama and negativity in the organization. You got to move on and you just got to be like, I'm done. That's what I think will happen. And, you know, the reports again, I think support this. Um, and, I, and I just want to talk about some other stuff. Russell Wilson in the off season, the trade didn't even go through and he calls up Bobby Wagner, who is under contract with the Seahawks. This is before Wagner was cut. And he calls up Wagner and says, uh, Bobby, come to Denver with me. I'm going to Denver and you need to come with me. And Bobby Wagner was like, what? Because uh, this is like, I think this was January or it was early February. This was way before March, which was when the trade happened. And uh, it must have been mid. It must have been February. But again, he's calling up Bobby saying, come to Denver with me. And Bobby's like, what, what does that mean? So you're not staying here. You're out of here. And then he's trying to take a contract, a player under contract with him. I, I just thought that was really disrespectful, too. Um, and then obviously Bobby got cut, which was awful. I mean, I would never have done it, but I get it. I mean, I think if Russell was still here, Bobby would be here. But because you Russ, you know, left the team, why would Bobby be here? It made no sense to keep him, I guess. But still. So that's another scenario. You got Russell actively trying to recruit active Seahawk players to the team he's going to. And this is while he's in the media telling how much he loves the Seahawks. So basically, again, he wants everyone to have everyone to think he's this golden angel, but really behind the scenes, he's doing all the exact opposite of that. Yeah. Um, one more thing you should mention uh, that you told me that I thought was pretty eye-opening was all the former players are now attending the training camp because it's popular in training camp where former players of the team, for instance, with the Patriots, you'll see like Julian Edelman come and guys like that, guys who are retired, played with the team, see what's going on in training camp, things like that. You said now you're seeing like camp chancellors coming uh, and stuff like that. Um, kind of shows a lot. <laughs> so the main thing with that is Richard Sherman, Okay, this is the same player that left for the San Francisco 49ers. Okay, he was very uh, mad at the organization. Okay, because obviously we cut him and he went to a rival. Clearly, Richard yeah. Sherman, though, shows up to camp and is doing everything with the. He's just seeing these new young cornerbacks. The minute Russ is gone, you see Richard Sherman at camp, Marshawn Lynch, Doug Baldwin. Uh, it's crazy. It's insane because the minute Russ is gone, all these players come back and it's like, oh, okay. Oh, okay. That makes a lot of sense. And Richard Sherman has a podcast, and in his podcast, he's made it clear. Russell Wilson needs to win this game, or yeah. we're all going to laugh at him, and we're all going to criticize him and hold him accountable. He didn't win the game, and Doug Baldwin and Richard Sherman were posting, like, like you know, like, what am I trying to say? Here? Basically slander at him. Slander, because it wasn't like a normal, like, happy tweet. It was like a, it was like a ha-ha at, at their former teammate that they have beef with kind of tweet you know what yeah I, mean? I saw a richard sherman um podcast today actually where he was basically saying russell doesn't have that power over there to 
call that timeout at the end of the game, which is first off one of the worst coach games I have seen by that Broncos coach. Nathaniel Hackett. I would have thought fourth and five with Russell Wilson, you know, demanding all this stuff, they would have went for it. It just made too much sense than to do a 64 yard kick. I don't care about the, you know, 64 yard kick is what we were going for. The kicker was confident. All that. I don't care. That's just dumb. It's the same thing when the Pats played the Buccaneers and they had Nick full kick that hail Mary kick at the end in the rain you go for it on fourth down. That's what you do. But anyway, couple things I want to say. You know, I have never been the biggest Russell fan. I've always been a little lower on him than I think most people are. And we talked about this. I don't know if it was in your fit of anger, like when the trade <laughs> happened and whatnot. Um, but I had always said that Super Bowl win, Russell was basically a system quarterback for that team. And I think it was tough to say, He's a Super Bowl winning quarterback because he did it in a different situation. Do you agree with that, that he was more of a system quarterback on that team? Yeah, I think he was. And this is because of what I've seen the last three years of Seahawks football. Yeah. He's been, he has not been himself. He is definitely on the decline. And then he, he'll play like this. And then he'll go to an interview and say, and the minute he gets to Denver, this is very interesting. He gets to Denver. The minute he gets to Denver, he goes, um, yeah, it feels so much better now that I'm in Denver because I don't have to carry the team. I'm not, I'm not the only good player here. And that I think Doug Baldwin and Richard Sherman, like rolled, like they were, they saw that and they re- replied to it. They're not even hiding it. They're replying to it out in the open on Twitter. Okay. And like rolling their eyes at it. This is the player that, uh, again, continues to say he's one of the best in the league. He wants to be a Seahawk for life. And the minute he gets to Denver, he puts down that team and, and he wants to be a Bronco for life. <laughs> the, the the only time the Seahawks had success is when they had the best defense in the league and it wasn't close. Correct. Like Correct. it's an all time defense he had with him. Right. And who made that defense? Pete Carroll. Right. Pete okay. Carroll made the defense. But but so this is why I have a problem with people saying that there's a that we shouldn't be booing them because they're acting. Oh, like I was one hundred percent for it. Right. Also in Boston, we're we're booing everybody. I mean, I get unless it's oh, Tom we, Brady. We booed. So. No, we did boo Brady. Correct. You, we we booed Brady. Now, granted, there were moments of cheering, and it was more of a boo like boo. We want you to lose, but it also didn't end as badly as it ended with Russ. I feel like with the Patriots fans, there was a lot of stuff. Brady wasn't exactly talking about stuff, but there were a lot of rumors coming out that he never said. To be fair, and it was a lot of frustration because it felt like he left, and there wasn't much thanks for everything because he'd been with us for like twenty years. And then after the game is when he addressed everything and it was sort of all is forgiven talking about stuff like I'm going to retire a Patriot. I am not leaving New England forever. I am coming. This is my home. This is where I grew up. This is where I became a man, all that stuff. And it was kind of like all is forgiven. It was frustrating. It took you so long, but you know, things like that. But this was different as a neutral fan, not caring for either team. I think I was rooting for Seattle more. Um, But there was animosity between the players and Russ, and you could tell. They were trying to make it seem like it's all love here and da-da-da. Like in the pregame show, you know, they showed him talking. Oh, it was all – it was off. The pregame show was insufferable, but continue. Like there was real anger there. Jamal Adams was 
on fire like you could tell he was really mad and then he got hurt well, yeah. and then he got hurt but um they wanted that game bad they we all wanted it bad. bad Pete Carroll and, though you, Pete Carroll's I oh, mean he was so the, obviously and in the media he even said it was huge and uh he said it was even bigger for the 2013 legends and then somebody was like well why is that and he's like you can figure that one out yeah okay we're not make, like we don't we don't like him right now and he doesn't and that's that's how it is okay He'll still be a Ring of Honor member, but he again. And careful what you wish for, Russ, because you're you now have a worse coach, in my opinion, after what we've seen in Nathaniel Hackett. I don't think that's okay. an opinion. And yeah. uh, I think he's awful. Well, that's again, it's early, it's week one. But also, if we can just look at the game as a whole, didn't I feel like the Seahawks threw it more than the Broncos at times? I don't know. And I also thought that the Broncos ran the ball a lot and that um, they didn't believe in Russ. Again, they traded all these picks. It's uh, worth a fifth, what, fifth? It was a 64 yard field goal. Yep. And you're going to go for it. I mean, I'm sorry, you're going to kick the field goal instead of going for it. it Pete was, Carroll wouldn't have done that. Come on. It was fourth and five. And honestly, it felt like the Seahawks defense was getting tired towards the end. Right. I don't know if you felt that. Oh, they were. And it they felt were, like. Uh... It was a very manageable fourth and five. Oh, yeah. I think they would have got it. I 100%. I was like, all right, they're going to go for it here, and it's good. And they had three timeouts, 54 seconds, I believe. Like, they could have gone as close as they want, I think. And maybe even, like, if they needed to, they would have had a chance to score a touchdown. That's what they wanted. Like, the Seahawks defense was tired. That linebacker, who I never heard of on your team, he Uh, was balling. uh, Stewie? Um, Chargers, or was no. it Jordan Brooks? No, no, no. The he was like light oh, oh, Barton, Barton. He was balling, and yeah. I think he got hurt. Yeah, um, he's fine. He's fine. Yeah, it like not like he was coming out of the game, but like he yeah. was clearly slower and you know agitated. Yeah, it made no sense for them not to go for it. It is weird. He gets traded because it seems like he wants more control, but he got. He has less control. I, that's what I think it is. I mean, again, I don't think Pete Carroll would ever have done a 65-yard field goal over giving the ball to Russ at fourth and five. And Pete Carroll's jaw was on the ground when he saw a field goal unit out. And that's why he took a timeout, okay? Yeah. So, again, to uh, again, very risky decision by Russ. He left DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett, too. I'm just going to say that. Um, and, you know, they, there are good – there are decent receivers in Denver, but again, I think it's a downgrade weapons-wise than Seattle was. And again, you're playing the Chargers, Raiders, and Chiefs twice a year. It's a so. worse situation as far as who you're playing. I think res- offensive weapons-wise, they're better just because you look at the running backs. And I'm also higher than on Judy than majority of people, so I can acknowledge that. I'm not high on Sun. I don't see it, but, you know... It, there was a lot of lying on his end. I want to stay. I want to stay. And then the trade happens and he's the happiest guy, you know, and. um, We'll see if he's still happy after uh, Monday. <laughs> I mean, I was just so baffled. Like, look, wouldn't he be mad? Like two goal line fumbles. <laughs> oh, you know, his agent was. Co- oh, you know, his agent made a phone call right away. His oh, agent yeah. was like. Are you kidding me? You know that. They won't make this mistake again. Oh, believe me. But I think this Coach Hackett, he could be fired after one year if he doesn't clean his mess up. Let me tell you. Uh, that was such a 
I couldn't I couldn't believe what I was watching, truthfully. Um I don't know. What I what I will say is I could see the animosity and the tension from everyone. And I was I was happy you guys pulled it off, even though you're not looking necessarily to be a playoff team or anything like that. When yeah, a win matters, when a win matters, a win matters. And speaking of your game next week, I have picked you in the spread. Oh my but god! I, I was going to say that lock on the Seahawks—they're like ten point that, underdogs. Oh, like that was my number one lock. We're four and zero against them. We were we were crap last year, and we beat them twice. Come on! That was that was my number one lock. For those yeah. of you who haven't watched the pick 'em, I'm doing three locks a week, and Seattle was my most confident. If I had to bet a lot of money, that's what I put it on. They're plus nine and a half. Trey Lance is trash. Agreed. <laughs> um, I think we win. I wouldn't be surprised if you win. I just think I just don't think San Fran wins by ten or more. No, I agree with I agree with you. If especially every Seahawks game comes down to the last minute, usually. Exactly, but um. So yeah, I think I think we basically covered anything. Russell Wilson is not innocent here. Uh, in our opinion, in most of the reportings out there, and it's just a body language thing you can tell right no one's gonna outright say it but you can tell with everything out there and Agreed. you know that was kind of a, a rough loss for the broncos and a rough start to his career even though he did fine i guess yeah he was under throwing receivers he was i don't he know made, he made le- like he just seemed like a system quarterback. <laughs> yeah, I, I was not impressed with Russ. They threw it, and again, they they were down, so they threw it more. That's why the yards was going up. But um, well, what I'm saying is, like, he had the one throw to Judy. Great throw, great. Actually, it was a little underthrown. I thought it was underthrown. It was yeah. a little underthrown. Judy made a great play, but a lot of dump offs from him. Nothing really special he was doing. Yeah, he's great at handing the ball off. <laughs> Also, he threw it right to Quandre Diggs. I I think he might have thought he was a Seahawk again because he threw it right to Quandre Diggs. I was like, yeah. ooh. And then at also, the press conference, he almost said, go Hawks. Just the – I just want to say my opinion on the audible. I have a feeling it was a mix of Pete and him. Just because Probably. Pete never outright was like – like I think feel like Pete said it was his fault. I, Has I think anyone taken time, blame? I think Pete will always protect Russ, but now that Russ is gone, I think that Pete's not going to protect Russ. So. Here's what I think it was. I think the original play was in a run, but he wanted to do it in shotgun. So if Russ saw something different, he could make it a pass. I think that's what happened. I think Russ, as soon as he lined up, you see him like motion some people, and it was like he's changing the play. Correct. Because <laughs> I've, I've watched it back when you said that because I never thought about it. Yeah. And I, I think it was a situation of Pete put it in shotgun to give Russ the option to do a pass if he wanted. Because realistically, if you're running with Marshawn, why do we need to pretend? Why do we need to pretend it's a pass? Like It's dumb. It's dumb. Also, the shotgun on the one-yard line thing is going to drive me insane. Broncos were doing it all night Monday. I don't know what the heck these people are thinking. It's dumb. Yeah, what happened to just – you have Javante Williams. Just... Really? And. <laughs> Like one yard line, don't do a shotgun. It's so dumb. <laughs> Seriously, I and they, they fumbled it twice in the shotgun formation. It's so dumb. The only thing I say you do it is if it's a do or die play, and the like QB might need to make room. You know what I'm saying? If it's like fourth and goal, and you gotta have Maybe. it, yeah, 
maybe go in shotgun to be like, give the QB more time. Yes. Right. To make a play. And that's only if you have like a Mahomes or a Herbert guy like that, but yeah. Agreed. So um, we, we have talked about your Seahawks hopes, but I will let you say them before we end this. Dude. I don't know. I, I thought it's been like crazy. Cause I thought you, I got under the drew lock spell for no, cause again, I have, I was just, you know, miserable. And now I, I got the drew lock hopes. I'm like, Oh yeah, we're going to be average. And then they, I saw Drew Locke play football and was like, we're screwed. Um, and then we got Geno Smith in and I was like, let's go three and 13. Then we beat the Broncos. So it's like, okay. And he um, looks fine. And, right. And I had us beating the Broncos and I have us beating the Niners twice for the three wins. So I think they could be average now if they, especially if they beat San Fran, cause then they got Atlanta after that. And I think they're going to beat Atlanta. They could be three and oh, I'm, I'm just saying. They, they um, could, honestly. And the NFC blows, so they could make the playoffs. I don't know. <laughs> You're just going to watch. I'm going to watch. You're and just happy happens, you got happens. that win. Right. And move you on know. and see what happens. They play good. They play good. They don't play good. They don't play good. Whatever. I think yeah. they're going to be average. That's my prediction. I feel like we're kind of similar. We're just hoping certain guys improve. Correct. <laughs> but mm-hmm. thank you for doing this. I feel like some people needed to just hear a Seahawks perspective on what went down, how they're feeling. Cause yeah, it impacts. It ran out. <laughs> yeah. I, I could tell <laughs> there was one point I wanted to step in and you were just going like, you know what? He's got it. My bad. That's why I tried to stop like half. No, 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 no. You're, you're, <laughs> you're good. You're good. Um, but it's thank you. The media, the media, man, I, the media, it's just, ugh, constant ESPN. Constant. Now you can kind of close that book. Sort of. Yes. Unless Russ like goes somewhere, but honestly, I wouldn't be worried about not my that. problem. Not my problem. If he goes somewhere, that's good because the Broncos will be not good, and we have their picks. I I meant go somewhere as in like the Broncos do anything relevant, like make the playoffs or anything. But I really they don't won't. see that. How even if they make the playoffs, they'll lose week one, the first round. But I agree. You know, thank thank you for joining. Obviously, we'll have Mike on more. I thought since we have the hot takes. Uh, segment I like to do. I'd have you on for that because we dev. I know you got hot takes. <laughs> yeah, man, Justin <laughs> Herbert. Justin I know Herbert. you got hot takes. Um, yes, sir. So maybe maybe I'll have you on for one of those. But appreciate you coming on. Thank and, you. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. Also, just want to plug some other diamonds in the rough stuff I have. The Obviously, audio, you can find it on Spotify, Google Podcasts, pretty much anywhere. If you want the video form that is on YouTube, I upload those. Um, if you want some shorts, if you're like, I don't, I can't necessarily listen to every podcast or anything that comes out, I do a highlight or a funny clip from a podcast. I have that on TikTok and Instagram, D-I-T-R underscore podcast. So check those out. I'm pumping content out all the time. And uh it's very fun for me. It doesn't even feel like a, like a second job, really. But um, So, yeah, thank you, everyone, for listening, and tune in next time.